Well, hello, 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 and welcome to episode 11 of this beautiful podcast called Bruce and the Brouhaha's with me, Cassandra Melody. I ask that you follow me on whatever podcast app that you're using. Share. Oh, yeah. Share with your friends and family. Well, I don't know if this is family content, but you know, cha. And, you know, follow me on Instagram. Maybe one day I'll have a YouTube page. Who knows? We're going places though. Woohoo! So, for the month of December, I promised you guys last week that I will be doing holiday style cocktails, brews, concoctions, and drink. Okay, that's the four categories we're using for this month because I have some really cool stuff coming up and I already started with my first one today. If you check out my Instagram page, Brews and Brew Hahas, <laughs> you will see that I created a beautiful concoction under a lovely Christmas tree. How festive was that, right? If you didn't guess, I'm going to tell you what today's brew is. But before we get to today's brew, let's just introduce our brew haha. I'll be talking about all things holiday. I'm loving the holiday season so far, even in lockdown, which is funny. And, um, you know, I just want to share a lot of my stories for holiday time. Um, it can be a hard time for a lot of people, but we're going to keep it positive and keep it moving. So let's get into this week's group. And we're back. So for today's brew, I found, if you haven't guessed it yet, gingerbread Christmas martini cocktail drink. Okay. That's what we have for today. I have found some recipes online and I tweak them quite a bit because I find that with a lot of these online recipes, they want you to buy like everything in every store. And like sometimes, especially during a pandemic year, who has time and money to go to different stores and buy different products all the time? Let's kind of keep things simple. And I feel like with the way I made this, you will probably have most of these ingredients. So in the traditional... I guess, uh, gingerbread type martini. They have like a Bailey's vodka, um, Kahlua, and like a ginger syrup. So I broke that down because the ginger syrup is something you can make for yourself. And I'll show you how I made mine. Um, as far as the Kahlua, I did not buy Kahlua because I will not drink Kahlua. I bought Kahlua about one to two years ago. Had that in my fridge for the longest time. Barely used it. It was a spicy flavor, which is actually really, really nice. And it's a great kick in hot chocolate but i was just like man like who has time to buy it it was 17 dollars and i was like i don't want to spend 17 dollars on this so i looked at the bottle and i looked at like the ingredients that were in there it was like coffee rum sugar a little bit of cream i'm like this is some basic bitch shit like i can make this myself so i made my own version of kalua i'm going to share it with you guys and as far as the ginger syrup goes i kind of made my own version of that because I don't like gingerbread necessarily. So hands up, if you're not like a gingerbread person, oh, the audience goes wild. Yeah, most people are not. And I don't know what it is about gingerbread where I'm not the keenest. I know it's really prevalent and popular at this time of year and I get into that shit too, but I will never reach for gingerbread and be like, mm, that's what I want. Like I'm a chocolate chip cookie person. Um, yeah, primarily that's my favorite thing to actually have around this time of year. I feel like it's just so homey and like comforting. It's just the best and I actually make really good chocolate chip cookies. Lately though, I don't know what's been going on with this recipe because I can't find the one that I originally used. It's gone missing. And if anyone has found it, please let me know because I'm frustrated. The recipe that I've been using has been shit and I don't like the way my chocolate chip cookies are coming out. I have a reputation to hold on to. But apart from that, I also make really good uh, like 
score or toffee shortbread. I have people requesting that throughout the year. And you know who you are specifically who hounds me uh, every few weeks to be like, where are my cookies? Like, uh, you got them on yourself, girl. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, so for today's drink, like, those are the three main pieces or four main pieces that you have in it. Sometimes people put ice cream. Sometimes people put whipped cream. I did not do either of that. I actually just used some half and half cream that I had in the fridge to kind of get everything together. I thought that was fine. I don't really need all that fluff and stuff to kind of make things, you know, be the way they are. So I'll talk about how I made my own Kahlua. I'll tell you how to make your own ginger syrup, and then we'll just put the concoction together. So if you don't have Kahlua, you don't worry, I got you. You need one tablespoon of instant coffee, two tablespoons of water, two tablespoons of brandy or rum. I don't have rum. Very, very bad times with rum. I'm from a Jamaican household, great nephew, enough said. And because I like things to be a little bit spicy, I added half a teaspoon of cayenne and two teaspoons of sugar. Mix that together, get them all flowy, set it aside. For your ginger syrup, normally you have to boil it so it can get to that syrup consistency, but a bitch is lazy and I'm not gonna do that. So I just put it in the microwave. This is what I did. Took some fresh ginger. I did not use ground ginger. Um, and I just cut it up so it was in pretty large chunks, squeeze it a bit so that the juices could flow a little bit better, and put this into a microwavable dish. Then I took a cinnamon stick, cut in half, same thing, put it in that same dish. Then I added a quarter cup of water and just over a, qu a quarter cup of sugar to get that syrupy consistency. Mix it together, put it in the microwave for about a minute and a half, take it out, it will still be a little liquidy. And um, at that point, let it cool down just a little bit so it kind of gets a little bit more of a syrupy consistency. So you got your baked Kahlua, you got your ginger syrup, now let's finish this drink. In a tumbler, put in half a cup of Baileys, half a cup of vodka, your entire Kahlua mixture, and then put in as many tablespoons of this ginger syrup that you want to get that flavor. And keep trying it as you mix it together and see how it tastes. Now, for me, like I said, I'm not the biggest gingerbready person, even though I do love ginger. I actually, I'm like a huge fan of ginger. But um, when it comes to gingerbready, I'm not really into it. Um, but add in as much as you want to kind of get the flavor, mix your drink, see how it tastes. And then just to kind of lighten it a little bit, because it's gonna be quite intense on the alcohol. You'd be pretty surprised. Well, I mean, quarter cup of Baileys, quarter cup of vodka, you got some brandy. Yeah, you're gonna feel it. That's when I put in about a tablespoon of half and half, just kind of lighten it up a bit and um, mix that together. And then I poured into a glass. But because I wanted to be fancy, I actually took some of that ginger syrup, put it on a plate, rolled my glass, uh, the rim. I rimmed it. So I rimmed the glass with the syrup. And when I was rimming it, I made sure that, you know, that it got all around the edges so it was rimmed right well. And then after I rimmed it with the um, ginger syrup, the remaining ginger syrup, I rimmed it with some brown sugar and some cinnamon that I just mixed together quickly, put that on another plate, and then continued to rim the liquid with this sugary mixture, right? So I just kept rimming it and rimming it and like you know, making sure it got packed up in there so that it was all along the line, uh, the outside and the inside and puckered in really well to the glass so that it looked really good. Now, because I like a little bit of ice in my drink, I put in a big ice cube in there just to kind of uh, temperature or taper the temperature a little bit more and as well to actually remove a little bit of that alcohol. That's me, you don't have to do that. If you're already 
shaking up your drink with all the components together and you're using ice, you don't need to do that to cool down the drink. But I need that just to kind of water it down a little bit more. So I rimmed it. Yeah, I rimmed it. That's right. And then I put my ice in there. So I stuck that bad boy in there. And then I poured my drink in there and it came out with a nice lovely concoction. It smells amazing. Very tasty. And um, I've been enjoying it. So like throughout this episode so far, I've had a few sips. I'm taking a little bit light because I feel like the recipe I just gave you is enough for one person. But it's a sipping drink. This is not a, I'm going to knock back a few and be able to stand up. Like it's a real sipping drink. And since I'm a little sensitive, not sensitive, but I can definitely tell when I have a lot more higher, uh, harder liquor in me, I need to pace it. I don't know if you're like me, but I'm one of those people who will drink harder liquor, can drink it for a few hours, be perfectly fine. And then it hits. And when it hits, it's like on the floor and I hate it. I don't know when this started. But anyways, that's my ginger Christmas martini cocktail concoction drink. I hope you enjoy it. Try it out. It's really tasty. You could probably even add a little bit of sprinkle of like um, maybe ground ginger on top of the drink. You can put whipped cream, put a little bit of peppermint if you want to kind of really uh, F things up. Like you can do all that kind of stuff there too. And I think it'd be pretty good. But anyways, that's my drink. Hope you like it. And let's move on to the brouhaha. Great. So everyone has their drink in hand, right? Because this is a drinking podcast. But you know, within the limits. Mind yourself. But I want to talk about the holiday season, how much I love it, and how I came to love the holiday season. Because I was actually someone who was very anti, and I guess I still am to some extent, anti-holidays and anti-like certain celebrations. Like, even on my birthday, I'm not the biggest birthday person. Like, I love to hear from people telling me, happy birthday. Like, it's really, really nice. But as far as having to do things and be around people, I'm like, I'm good. Like, it doesn't matter to me. It is truly for me another day. And I feel like you have to be grateful for every day that comes along, you know, which is cliche. I know, you know, and if you want to celebrate more on your birthday, you want to celebrate more on anniversaries and stuff, that's great. But for me, I just like the acknowledgement of a birthday or of an anniversary. It's a little token of something, but nothing where it's like completely blown out of proportion. So for years, Christmas uh, specific to me, that's how I grew up, was never really a really big holiday. Like I never thought about too much. I'm like, oh, okay, it's Christmas season. Maybe because like my mother works quite a bit and she would not always be there on the actual Christmas day. And like, you know, just my stepfather at the time, like he was busy and whatever. And a lot of times I'd either be by myself or I'd be with an ex's family. And that was how Christmas was. And because especially in this one relationship I had, my ex and I were not real big holiday people. So it was kind of, I guess, cool to match or be part on that level. So you don't feel that pressure. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. Because that's what I think the holidays really incites is a lot of have to do things, but you don't really need to. It's all internal pressure to live up to whatever standard people set out there for you, whether or not that's giving gifts, um, showing up to events. You know, it's the holiday season. We know how these things go. From the, to- from the time it hits like November, it gets pretty busy out here especially in Canada like November is when all your holiday parties start uh if you have any American family then you know from October basically let's go back from Canadian Thanksgiving then you have Halloween then you have like Christmas season starting in Canada basically then you have like Black Friday and all the stuff that goes around there in the U.S. then it's like the kids are coming out of school then it's Christmas then it's New Year's it's just a lot a lot so you know you gotta spend your time wisely so I wasn't really the biggest person that was into holidays, but over time I've come to appreciate them, especially last year. 
for some reason, there's something in my little black soul that said, you know what? I want a Christmas tree. And I bought a Christmas tree. And it was the first time I bought a Christmas tree. The first time I put up a Christmas tree, probably in like maybe 10, 15 years. Like even at my mom's house, like when I lived with my mom, I never put up the tree. She'd be like, put up the tree. I'm like, for what? <laughs> for me, it was annoying. It was like, I'm putting up this tree with ornaments and decorations for what reason? Just to have a tree up. I never kind of understood, I guess, some of the magic and the, the, the good vibes that can come from having your tree up. And like to show how I turned a 180, like last year I bought my tree, I didn't have ornaments. I just had a little bit of, uh, I think, garland. Yeah, a little bit of fake garland and have the lights on the tree. And that was my tree. I had some ornaments from one of my friends who every time she travels, she picks up Christmas ornaments. And like I literally have Christmas ornaments from all these different parts of the world. I have some from Hawaii, South Africa. Um, I think she got me something from Chile as well. Like, it's kind of cool because, like, that was what I, I oh, oh, Iceland. I, I was specifically remembering one that was on the tree right now from Iceland. So I, I used that as my starter kit. So a few ornaments, you know, that a friend had gave me, which thank you so much, Antoine. And then it was just like some garland. It was so simple, but the magic of that tree, like, changed me. I was like, okay. And my tree's white, FYI. I don't do anything classic. Um, I like the white tree because with the lights and when they're colorful, it just looks so beautiful against the, I guess, white leaves, quote unquote, because it's artificial. I'm not a real tree person and I understand why people are because it smells so beautiful when you do have a real tree in the house. But I just feel like, nah, it's not really needed. Like, if you want to smell like pine, get a pine spray. I don't know. Get some pine incense. Get some pine salt. <laughs> you just don't need a pine tree. Why are we cutting down trees to keep up for 40 days in the house? if that some people take it down so fast so my environmental side's like hmm, that's not really necessary but anyways so the tree is what started everything and i couldn't wait for this season like last year i was like i can't wait for christmas 2020 i'm gonna go all out i'm gonna have little trees here little trees there ornaments here ornaments there and as we all know corona hit and rather than let it kill my spirit as soon as it hit like november 1st i was like i want to put my tree up like my friend he did it and i talked about something before I saw him put up his tree and I was like, yep, I'm on it. I think the next week I put up my tree. Then I saw other people putting up their tree and people were putting up trees in the first two weeks of November like they never have before. We normally, I think, all wait till like end of November, beginning of December to start. But I just needed something to feel good. And this tree is helping me. It's my guiding light. Beautiful. So with liking my trees, so that's the first part. Like, you know, got my new tree. But then I started thinking about like, oh, what is it about the holiday season that I love? Like, Christmas carols. I know. This is a hard one for a lot of people. And I'm like, oh, because I never like Christmas carols, like, except for one song. And this is actually my favorite song, and I'll talk about it in a second. But Christmas carols for me, like, the radio stations all turn up into a Christmas stations as soon as it hits November 1st. Can't get any of those good jams that you want to listen to. And you're just inundated with this Christmas spirit, Christmas spirit, Christmas spirit. And for years, it really irked me and bothered me. And I was like, I cannot do this. But again, last year, I saw the light and I started to love Christmas again. And, you know, my favorite Christmas song of all time, can you guess it? Go. I'm going to give you three seconds. Three, two, one. All I want for Christmas, Mariah Carey. It is the best Christmas song. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's cliche. That bitch knew how to, what she was doing when she did it. The song is how many years old and it still gets me pumped up like as soon as it starts up i start dancing off beat and <laughs> it, 
if you understand what I mean, it's like, it's so good. I don't even want to hit a beat. I just want to hit whatever I want to hit because this song gets me hyped. Like, I don't know. Ah, I don't want, ah. Like, there's like a secondary little spirit that comes out of me. I become like a five-year-old kid who's like, Santa! Like, Mariah Carey has really, really got me turned up. And that song and I will be best friends till date because mm, it's just the hype Christmas song. There's a bunch of other ones. Like, people are trying to tell me about Frosty the Snowman. That song is so slow. I don't have time for it. Um, someone recently got me to think some Jackson Christmas songs and whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, it's cool. But in the bottom of my heart, I was like, nothing compares to Mariah Carey. I don't want to hear it. Oh, Let It Snow, though. Who is that? Is that Boyz Men? That's actually not a bad version. That's, let it, I don't, I'm not going to sing it, actually. Let me not. Let me not. <laughs> let me not. It's not bad either. But let me know. What's your favorite type of Christmas song or holiday song at this time of season that gets you pumped up? Like I said, all I want for Christmas, I'm dancing off beat. I'm hitting beats you don't even know about, bro, because that song is that live. One of my favorite holiday traditions, and it's been hard to do it in the past few years because of just where we're all living, but me and two of my best friends, uh, we spent every Boxing Day together. We've done this tradition, I think, for maybe... I think it must be seven or eight years now, but it's been a little bit intermittent in the past uh, year and a bit because it just depends on when my friend can come up from the States. Uh, I'll just say his name, Nick, <laughs> when he can come up from the States. And it's cool. Like every Boxing Day, we meet up at the shopping center in Mississauga and we always start with, I think, breakfast. And then, yeah, we go, yeah, we go for breakfast first and then we do Boxing Day shopping. If you're not from Canada, you don't know what Boxing Day is. It's the day after Christmas when all these stores open up very early, think of it as your Black Friday. Um, everything's discounted because nobody has money. We broke, man. <laughs> Ain't nobody got money after Christmas. That's what December's for, is being broke. So we all go shopping. The lineups are crazy. Uh, you get fairly good discounts. We always go to the Reebok store. Like That's like been our friggin' store to go to like every year. We always go to Adidas because I'm an Adidas hoe. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, it is my favorite uh, sports brand. It has always been my favorite sports brand. Um, Nike can't compare to it. I'm sorry. I know. Wow, punches. Apologize for that. But Adidas is just that life. And like I keep saying, dear Heavenly Father, come on, we're praying to Jesus right now. Please don't let Adidas be racist. I know it comes from like Nazi era, but Lord have mercy. Please, I can't handle it. Like I have so much Adidas gear at this point in my life that like, if Adidas comes out with saying Black Lives Don't Matter, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't even know. Like, when Dove did that commercial, I think with the white little black lady taking off her shirt and becoming a white woman who's taking off her shirt, if you remember that, that was pretty controversial back then. But the problem for me was that I'm a Dove hoe. Dove is my favorite freaking, like, major soap brand. It does so well on my skin makes me smell so nice um it does not irritate my skin that's a big piece too and i had to put myself on dove punishment where i did not have anything from dove for a really long time just because you know ethics but i started noticing all these black people on social media start to use dove again and i was like oh well i guess i'm gonna throw away my pride and just go back to dove and my skin's been thriving again thank god but like i really don't know the intent of that commercial you know of having a black woman transform into a white woman and I know it had been like I don't know I can't really explain it you actually have to see that commercials know what I'm talking about but at the time I know it was super controversial because if you know like H&M 
been of a company who just has been doing pure fuckery with black people over the past little while, and it's so highly annoying. Um, I still cannot support H&M, and I know a lot of black influencers who are, but I feel like H&M constantly does it time and time again because they know they have that buying power. I wish just more people would, you know, have a stronger voice and say no to things like that. But who am I to truly judge because I didn't do the best with Dove, but at the same time, I didn't think that Dove's intention was having a white woman or black woman transformed to be white and that was considered clean. I didn't think that. I actually didn't. I took it a little bit differently. But if you don't know, go and find that uh, commercial Dove, black woman turning to white woman. You'll probably find it in a Google search and you can kind of make your own opinion from there. But all that to say, Boxing Day with my friends has always been like one of the best days ever. It's a great time to see each other, catch up. And it's like our day. We just know, you ready? Boxing, you're going to see you. And to know like, you know, this year we're not going to do it. And even if Nick hasn't been able to come here, myself and me have always tried to make that effort to do that. It's just such a nice tradition. And I feel like as you get older, it's really hard to have traditions with friends, especially um, as people's lives change, kids, no kids, marriage, no marriage, marital status changing, single, whatever, um, just life in general. But it's nice to have those little traditions that you kind of look back on and be like, you know what, we always do this. And it's fond memories. So this kind of leads into one of my fondest holiday memories. Um, it's something I, I think I definitely do miss. And, you know, as I go forward in life, I want to carry on this holiday a little bit more because it's really beautiful. So when I was younger, my mother and my stepfather, uh, we'd always have Christmas together, you know, do the thing that we always did or at a family friend's house, family's house or at home. But one thing we always did was we'd get back home around seven or eight o'clock, even nine o'clock at night, put on our winter gear, because back then we actually always had snow on Christmas, <laughs> no global warming to the extent it is today, but um, we'd go for a walk. We'd probably go for like an hour, hour and a half walk at night. It was beautiful in the snow, and I can remember we used to walk down the street from where we lived, and then it turned into a field, and my elementary school was right there. So we would go walk down this field and the field dipped down a hill, really slight hill. But you know, when you're like 10 years old, it's like, oh my God, I went down a hill, man. Like It wasn't that steep at all, but we go down that hill and then we kind of walk through the bush, walk out, go to kind of like this park area, walk around, come back and it's beautiful. I just remember this one year, <laughs> I think my stepfather was like, he's West Indian and he just thought like he could step on snow, but he had no idea how to really step on snow. And he just starts like walking like as if he was on regular pavement, which if you've never walked on snow, you have to know it's a different type of walk. You're almost always bracing your legs because you don't know what's underneath you and whether or not you're going to trip or fall or slip. And it can happen at any time because there may be ice that's underneath you. But I just remember that year, him walking super, super hard. And all of a sudden he just went, whoop, and he just slipped onto the ground and just my mom and me laughing him laughing my mom's like what do you think you're stepping on a bed of roses and it's just like it's always been a memory that I've always I always think about when it comes to holiday season and those little family walks that we used to take I would love to do that again like if I have a family or you know as I move forward in life even with friends or whatever just taking that Christmas Eve or Christmas night walk um it's so beautiful and back then because like there's no one outside so you look up at the sky you see the stars against this like dark navy black sky and then you have the white powdery snow so bright like if you've never got to experience winter you're truly missing out on uh snow and winter at night 
the way the moon just glistens off of that snow, and it's gorgeous. I'm very lucky to live in a climate where I got to experience that. That's one of the big advantages of being in the greater Toronto area, I'll say specifically, is the fact that we kind of do have four seasons. Like, we get a summer, and when it's summer, it's like lit in Toronto without Corona. And then we get a fall, but lately our falls have just been straight winter. <laughs> it's like you can wear a leather jacket for probably two weeks, and then all of a sudden you're like, shit, it's too cold. Then um, we have our winter periods, which I'm not the most active person at all when it comes to winter. And I want to make a change with that. But like go ice skating or, I don't know, snowshoeing, skiing, tobogganing. There's so much to do in the wintertime, and I just never take advantage of it. Because I feel like winter costs so much to do anything, and it takes you so much more effort to actually get to do these things. Like on these little Christmas walks, I'd be like in my snowsuit, my boots, and my gloves, my this and my that. It takes a long time to freaking pack up and get ready to go outside. Like that's probably why I never really carried on with it. I'm more of a homebody in the wintertime. This is when I go into hibernation season and it's great. But yeah, that's my uh, favorite memory definitely was walking after Christmas. So I pose a question to you. What are some things that you love about the holidays? What are some traditions that you have with your friends and family? What are some of the traditions that you used to have that you might not have anymore that you were quite fond of? And, you know, what's your favorite song? Like I said, Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Number one song, number one stunna. All the rest of them suck. But there's a few probably other ones that are fairly good. And I think I want to know, like, what's your favorite meal? Because for me, I was thinking about what's my favorite thing to eat around this year? And my mom makes this thing called escovish fish, which is like a fried fish that has like a bit of a pickled vinaigrette over it. And it is fire, like fire. I crave that every year. More than like acne and salt fish, I want escovish fish. Well, probably oxtail, escovish fish, and then like acne and salt fish will probably be third with some callaloo. Yeah, that, those are my three Jamaican dishes. Oh, and sorrel. Sorrel is probably one of the greatest drinks ever, and I should actually make this as part of like the Christmasy cocktail. But it's really big in the Caribbean around this time of year. What it is is sorrel, which is dried hibiscus leaves. You take it, you put it in the water, uh, you let it boil in this beautiful pink color. Then you add things like ginger, um, sugar, rum, <laughs> and some other spices as well. Cool it down, put it in the fridge, and you just drink that bad boy. Everyone has their own variation of sorrel. But throughout the Caribbean, it's very, very common at this time of year to get bottles of sorrel. And what's pretty cool is that people don't put it like in like a normal bottle. It's like whatever bottle you have at home, someone's going to give you sorrel in that bottle. And like that's where you're supposed to get it. It's not supposed to be super fancy in these like newly bought bottles. It's supposed to be like older bottles that you've been using or you save through the year to kind of pass this recipe or this product on to your family and friends. And that's probably the greatest part of Caribbean Christmas for me as well. But anyways. Just want to share some of my favorite parts of the holiday season, some of my past, present, and future ideas and things that I love. Uh, let me know what are your favorites. We can talk about it. You can message me on Instagram. You can email bruisingthroughhahas at gmail.com. And I'm very responsive. But again, can you please like this podcast on whatever podcast network you're watching me or listening to me on? And you know, share with your friends because, you know, I am a newly formed creative and like I'm sensitive about my shit. So, you know, I just want to make sure that it's out there because, you know, I'm putting in the time. But anyways, I hope you're doing well. Have a great holiday season. Enjoy the drinking. Be safe. I'll talk to you guys next week. Say bye.